What's up, everybody? This is Sean. And this is Nadia. And this is the Chevalier Life and Fitness Coaching Podcast. And we are episode 26. We're moving along. Yes, we are. And the goal here, as always, is for us to empower our community to shed a couple uh, or share a couple um, tidbits to help people during their day-to-day activities and maybe even life. Yeah. And you know, we've been doing this for 26 episodes. This is 26. And it's a great opportunity for us to just get together and talk about different thoughts, meet new people. Mm -hmm. And today is very special for us because we have a special guest. And uh, now he's going to give an intro. And I want you guys on the other side of this listening. Remember, while you are walking, while you are uh, in your car, just remember, you're listening to words of people with passion, mm-hmm. right? Who want to just get you moving. Mm-hmm. We want you to take action. Yep. And that is the key each and every day, not just in physical movement, but uh, mental action as well. Okay? Absolutely. So, Nadia, the floor is all yours. Sure. So, passionate about empowerment, survivor founder Tamika Felder spreads her unique message of survival and resilience with people around the globe. An award-winning television producer, Tamika is recognized as a leading voice in the rapidly growing patient engagement field. Having built award-winning patient ambassador programs and powerful awareness campaigns that united patients and causes. The author of, seriously, what are you waiting for? 13 actions to ignite your life and achieve the ultimate comeback. Tamika empowers everyday people to bounce back by equipping them with the tools to find perspective after tragedy and lost. What? That is amazing. <laughs> so we have none other than Tamika Felder. Welcome, Tamika. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. And Thank you for congratulations on number 26. Woohoo. It's <laughs> moving along, moving along. We are, we're definitely happy to yeah. uh, have you on today and uh, just wanted to hear your voice, you know. Uh, can you tell people a little bit? I know we gave an intro, right? right. But, but it's not the there's same nothing like hearing it from the source herself. <laughs> yes. So a little bit about you and uh, we'll talk. You know, it's so funny. We're all so defined by, you know, what we do and what makes us who we are. So growing up, I always wanted to work in media and I was fortunate enough to do that. I worked as a television producer for many years, working in live news, entertainment news, uh, political news. I've, I've done a little bit of it all. Um, but, you know, I'm a storyteller. I always say I'm Southern, so I'm a storyteller by birth. <laughs> you know, um, my parents always said I came out of the womb with the gift of gab, meaning that I just never shut up. <laughs> you know? My mother would always laugh and she, she's no longer with me, but she would say, I cannot believe you get paid to talk. She was like, if anyone would have told me that, I just never would have believed it. Um, But it it really is a blessing and it's so wonderful. But when I was diagnosed with cervical cancer at 25, I literally, you know, I lost my voice. Um, Mm. And we can we can really get into that later. But what I do at the heart now is about building community, connecting people and inspiring people by my voice, but also their voice, because every single person that is on this earth has a story to tell. You know, it doesn't matter if it's someone in the line, you know, the grocery store line with you, that person has a story. It's someone Mm -hmm. who you've seen their story in the media and you were touched by it. Everyone has a story and it's what you do with your story while you are here. And it doesn't mean you have to do something big, right? 
you know, like you don't have to do something big with your story, but your story is how you impact your family, your loved ones, your coworkers, your community. Um, and it's what, what you do with the time that you have, have here. And I knew that prior to cancer, but cancer yeah. is the thing that really shifted that for me, that none of us are getting out of here alive. We're all leaving this earth, you know, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you believe in. We're leaving here in some sort of way. And, you know, I knew when I was diagnosed with cancer, even though I believe in God, I have faith. I was never of the mindset of if it's my time, it's my time. I was always like, I'm not ready to leave. I have so much Mm -hmm. more to do. And that's kind of how I live my life day to day that, you know, one day I'm leaving here. Right. And if I get a moment to reflect back on the time that I had here, I hope I'm smiling and I'm thinking yeah. she had a good time while she was here. She did some good yeah. and she enjoyed herself. Wow. Amen. Tamika, <laughs> the mic has just dropped. You just dropped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's one thing, you know, one thing that I, I don't know if you remember, do you remember when we first met you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you wow. do. That was a decade Through the ago. Almond Cancer Fund for Young yes. Adults. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we will never forget you. And as Nadia and I were talking prior to this, we were like, that was 10 years ago. And you had a voice then. Right. And so many years have gone by and you still have a phenomenal voice and you're doing such Amazing fantastic work. work. And we, we really so appreciate much. you. Um, and, you know, the I, my first job out of, out of college was working at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. Mm. And uh, I worked there for several years, uh, worked with some of the top physician, physicians and surgeons, and they introduced me to breast cancer, the, the, the details of it, and just the, the advocacy behind it. And, and it really puts a frog in my throat thinking about all the people who, who I've interacted mm-hmm. with, and I've learned to hear their voice without seeing them. Mm-hmm. I've learned to hear their voice, and as they went through their, their treatment, I could always identify them by their voice before they said their name. And there was a connection that, that I had with these people for years upon years as they went through chemo and radiation. And through that passion, I got into clinical research. And I could only imagine from my, my exposure with clinical research and the people and their journey, I could only imagine how passionate you are uh, away from the camera, right. you know? And uh, I, I applaud you for that. Well, so. thank you. And, you know, cancer can take away your voice. It can silence you because it's a trauma and it's emotional. But Mm -hmm. when you have that desire to speak up and speak out and make a difference, you, you can't be stopped. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I call it cancer holding you hostage. You know, I liken it Mm -hmm. to when people survive cancer, but they're afraid to live. And understandably so, because we're also worried about the cancer coming back and, you know, all this new normal that we have to, you know, deal with. But as I, a doctor that I heard him say, he said, I don't help my patients survive for them not to live. And so Mm. for me, it is all about the living, you know, and, 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 and enjoying life, tasting life, seeing life, uh, you know, even while we're here in the house, like quarantining, you know, I'm still going to have a good time. It doesn't mean that life isn't hard. I posted something, you know, about people always complaining about Mondays and I, I get it because, you know, 
you got to get up, you got to start grinding again, <laughs> you've got to do stuff. But isn't it wonderful that we get to get up? That's, yes, absolutely. Listen, listen, that perspective will absolutely. make you appreciate absolutely. each and every day. Yep. Each and, every and that's day. what it's about, right? Perspective. Yeah. And so I, I give thanks every single morning for when I wake up. Because, oh. you know, even outside of cancer, you know, as the old folks say, country folks, they're like, it's good to be in the number, you know, you're in the number, <laughs> you woke up and you're in the number, meaning that, you know, you're, you're one of the people counted that woke up. Yeah. And so I always give thanks for being able to open my eyes. I always tell people like I have these birds that have, you know, made their home on my balcony and they just make all this noise. They chirp, chirp, chirp. And I was getting so mad and trying to find somebody during the pandemic to come and, you know, close up all the gaps, all this other stuff. And then I changed my mindset. I said, mm-hmm. how lucky am I to get to hear this? Ooh. I know people that aren't as lucky. And, you know, yeah. it doesn't mean that I wish they would start a little later. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> but I get to experience it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it is a mindset mm-hmm. shift. It is. You know, it is a mind. And, I, and I'm happy you, you said that because for those listening, I just want you to take a second and just count those blessings. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you, just for today, you know, just take a moment and count those blessings because it will charge you. It will it will give you a, a, a little zest, you know, right. a little bit of energy to get through the day. And you may not complain about Mondays again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And as we were talking earlier um sean and i were just thinking about like the purpose of this right is every time we do a new podcast it's always about empowering other people to to take action on something i think sean mentioned that earlier and a part of your story and a part of the work that you do is empowering people and if you could share a little bit about that we would um we want to be able to have our listeners leave from here knowing or having a call to action on something that they need to take action on Absolutely. You know, I tell everybody I share all my private business now <laughs> when I, <laughs> you know, because I don't want anybody to experience what I went through. You know, mm-hmm. I've never met anyone who woke up and they're just like, oh my God, it's pap day. I can't wait to go get a pap test. I can't <laughs> wait to put my feet in these stirrups. But it's just one of those things, right? Yeah. Like we yep. have to absolutely do. I was one of those people, I wasn't doing it. And at 25, I didn't think I had to do it. Like Mm -hmm. I was really of the mindset, if something's wrong, go to the doctor. And I wasn't raised that way. You know, I started getting screened when I turned 18. That's not the norm now. The guidelines have since changed. But the job that I had didn't offer insurance. And I was like, well, I'm fine. You know, Mm -hmm. not a big deal. Um, So my message really is to people is that they have to get screened and letting them know that people do die of cervical cancer. I think Mm. there are a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of stigma because of the human papillomavirus, which is the main cause of most cervical cancers and it's sexually transmitted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at, you know, if you've ever been sexually active, whether you've been with one person or uh, multiple people, you know, you are at risk for cervical cancer. And mm. it really is just one of those things that you have to be proactive with your health. I lost my fertility and it has honestly devastated me. And what I've learned through the experience, I still shed tears, but what I've learned through the experience is that my legacy will not be the lives that I bring into the world, but it'll be the lives that I save. And Mm. it's a bittersweet pill for me because I want to make sure that, you know, 
if someone is diagnosed with cervical cancer, it's early enough that it protects them and saves their fertility. But I also don't want it to happen at all. And so we also have vaccines to help prevent cervical cancer. And I know people feel a lot of ways about vaccines and, Mm -hmm. you know, especially certain groups. And I understand it, but I also want people to be proactive with their health. I want them to think about where they get their information from. You know, social media is a wonderful tool because anyone can be a publisher. It's also the reason why it's such an awful tool at the same time. So when you're looking and sharing information, where are you getting that information from? You know, what's the source of that website? Is it just some clickbait or somebody who wrote something, you know, that you are relying you know, the, your livelihood on it. I, you know, tell my husband this all the time. He's always going to the vitamin shop and getting the latest thing or whatever. He looked at some video on Instagram. He's like, I gotta go get this. I gotta go do that. And I was like, that's all well and fine, but you have to make sure that you're also going and doing your screenings, making sure that you're not using the emergency room as your primary care physician, that you have a physician and you all make shared decision-making on your health. And I wouldn't know any of this if I didn't experience cervical cancer. Right. And so my, my, my pain is a part of my testimony now. It's a part of that message that I want to give people. And, you know, people are like, well, you have such a great outlook on life. And it's always because, cause I survived it. It doesn't mean that I don't have dark days because I definitely yeah. do have dark days. I mean, I just heard something this morning. The TV was um, on in the background while I was working and there was this commercial and it was basically about motherhood and it was talking about the greatest joy in life is giving birth. And mm-hmm. I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. And you think like you're one day you're a little girl and you play with all these dolls and you know one day you're gonna have a real doll your own baby and mm-hmm. and that's just it's not my story right. and so I will always mourn for those children that I'll never have but I'll always rejoice in having my life and the lives that I'll be able to save and so mm-hmm. I, I I have a lot of babies some of them my age some that are <laughs> older than me and you know they bless me in so many ways um, but I know that whatever I do in my time here, I have to make the most of it solely because I survived this thing. Yeah, absolutely. To make it real quick. So what is the earliest that someone could be screened? I mean, just being real. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. So So the guidelines change often. And so people are always like, why are they changing? They're changing and you want things to change when they're newer tests and um, when there are more options for people. So, there are two things that women or people with a cervix need to look out for. Mm -hmm. Uh, The onset of the first sexual experience, they need to go. Okay. Or they need to go at 25. Okay. So that's when you start. There are a lot of people that say you can stop getting a hysterectomy at 65. Um, Mm -hmm. I like for people to make that decision personally, especially if they're a person of color with their doctor. Because there's information out there, again, because a lot of times we fall between the cracks. Um, We want to make sure if we stop getting screened for cervical cancer, and most people don't even know that's the reason why they get a pap test, right? They they don't even know that's the reason why it's happening. It's not for ovarian cancer. There is no test for ovarian cancer. So if you're bloated or you're having other issues, you need to, to talk to your doctor 
because it could be that it could not be that but we need to have right. these conversations with people if you're having back pain it could be because you have a gynecologic cancer right yeah. you know if you have a back pain that's been persistent it could be because of that if you've had bleeding between sex you know after intercourse if you've had painful periods these are things a lot of times we just put a heating pad on right some yeah tea, you know make, yep. make a little toddy or do whatever mm -hmm. um, pop some pain pills but it could be something a little bit more serious and so that really is the reason why you it's necessary to have a doctor and be screened regularly so the guidelines right now say if you have a normal pap meaning there no abnormalities or anything like that you can wait three years and okay. people are like but wait if i waited three years or if you'd waited three years you'd be dead but we have better technology now which is why yeah. we don't say pap smear because we used to use a pap smear where they would collect the cells put it on a slide affix it and look at it right mm -hmm. like that and now there's better technology. We don't smear. We collect this. And I say we like I'm the one going in here <laughs> doing it. But, you know, I'm like you're doing more now. <laughs> I, you know, somebody called me a doctor one day, and I thought it was so funny. I was like, I am not that smart, but you know, it's funny the amount of information that you never would think that you would know. <laughs> uh, but things happen in life, and you're just like, yeah. you know, this is this, this yep. is a part of it. And so we have better technology and it's always getting better. And so okay. that's why we can go longer without getting it. And it actually is traumatic for a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know, especially because I believe we're not preparing young women enough for their first pap smear. You know, I think about I, it, even yeah. with my stepdaughter, you know, I told her about it. I was like, oh, you're 18, you know, in a year or so, you're going to need to go and get a pap smear. She's like, what is that? <laughs> you know? And I started telling her and she was like, what? It sounds, I was like, no, you got your doctor. You're comfortable with her. You want me in there, but you should do it by yourself. I'll go in there if you want. And she's mm -hmm. just like, it sounds horrific. You know? <laughs> and, and, you know, it is. It does. You know, I like to keep it real. And, and a lot yeah. of ways, it's not fun. It's not a fun yeah. thing, but it's just one of those things we have to do. Have so to I'm do. hoping, yeah. you know, as technology goes, maybe they'll find an even easier way for people to do right. it. Right now, they're talking about self-sampling. You know where you can collect the cells at home and mail it off. You know it's it's amazing, um, yeah. and so we're learning more and more. But at the end of the day, I want to help in cervical cancer because unlike other cancers, we know yeah. the cause. We have tools to detect the call cause. We have a vaccine to prevent it. Diagnostic tools to detect if we have the cancer. We cannot say that about a vast number of cancers. Correct. That is so correct. Yeah. You know, Tamika, I, I, my, my jaw's on the floor, number one, just because I sympathize, you know, or empathize, mm -hmm. right? Uh, for the amount of screening that ladies have to yeah. go through, mm -hmm. right? And I think for guys listening, you know, just, just take that into consideration, you know, it's something to talk about, even for men, right? Mm -hmm. There is screening that we need to do as well. But it's a conversation, mm -hmm. right, about about being preventative and being proactive versus reactive, yes. right? Yes. And uh, I think a lot of relationships, I mean, you know, we've been together forever and we talk about these things, but this is one thing that we never talk mm -hmm. about, right? But it's something that I think in, enlightens me mm -hmm. uh, and, it, and it actually actually makes me want to talk to my boys about it and just say, hey, you know, did you know this? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and not not to make anyone feel squirmy or uncomfortable, but 
knowledge is power mm-hmm. and and it starts with a conversation and a question and i and i would you know encourage any man or even young man you know in a relationship to talk about these things because you don't know how someone feels about it mm-hmm. right and and it's not until you have those conversations that you both get to a common understanding um so thank you for for enlightening me yeah <laughs> you know um, always it's 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 eye-opening um yeah and thank you but, both for allowing me to share that right to to share that side of things yeah yeah I'm going to ask a, a quick question sure. and this, this is going to be a, a odd question okay. right he but... never has quick questions <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm going to change that what is your favorite food your favorite favorite food I'm so simple. Like I like bar food. I like wings and tacos, <laughs> nachos, dips. Like foo foo food too. But <laughs> if you were like, what do you want to eat? It's always gonna be like some lim- lemon pepper wings, some tacos, some guacamole, like that type okay. of stuff. Okay, we we just gotta know just in case we gotta invite you to a barbecue. We know what you. Now doing. I love a barbecue. Now, yeah, I, I love a good barbecue. You know, we're we're all longing to be in, in front of one another. So sometimes just knowing some of those fun things about one another. Um, uh, but most importantly, I think, like not, like we said, what are some of the myths that yeah. um, I think that we can dispel, right? That some people just sitting on going, ah, this right. is what I think is it is. Oh, but what can my you number one is that, oh, that was somebody who must have been sleeping around with multiple Uh-oh. people, all this other stuff. That's the one, honestly, that grinds my gears and will make me forget my religion sometimes. And then I have to <laughs> say, God is not done with me yet. <laughs> and pull it back together. And it happens. Oh, my God. It happens so often. And I get why. Like, I have this conversation all the time with, like, mm-hmm. our partners, like the American Cancer Society, the National Institutes of Health. The president's cancer family, like we, I have these conversations, you know, and I'm just like, you guys want to change stigma. But one of the first things that you have in your website is that a cause of, you know, uh, cervical cancer is HPV, the human papillomavirus, which it is, which is, you know, referred to as the most common sexually transmitted infection that's out there, right? Because it's skin, yeah. it's skin to skin. And people are always like, well, what does that mean? And it's like, okay, let's talk Franks and beans, right? So if you use a condom, mm-hmm. which you absolutely should, if you know, mm-hmm. are not in a monogamous long-term relationship, you literally, a condom cannot cover everything. So if the mm-hmm. testicles are not covered and they're hitting the of the vaginal area that's what it means to be skin to skin so the same cells that are on the inside of your lip are the cells that are in the vagina and lead to the cervix on the cervix so those are the 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 cells that can get infected and become abnormal and people are always asking so is it the chicken or the egg and you know it's one of those things where (laughs) most of the time men are carriers but mm-hmm. there is no test for men. And if there were a test, because they've tried to work on this, they'd have to put like a long Q-tip type of test down this shelf. Okay, okay. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you asked, you wanted to know. I'm all about sharing, you know? Sharing is caring. And whose expense? Yeah. No, no, but but this, again, this is why everybody needs to go to the doctor. Everybody needs to get yeah. green. Everybody needs to Absolutely. take care of themselves. So... Here's the good news, though. In most cases, 
If you get HPV, it will not turn into cervical cancer. It will go away on its own. And HPV, you know, there are a hundred different strains that causes all sorts of things, including other cancers. Um, mm. But in most cases, it will go away on its own. So I'll use myself as, as an example. Had I been going to the doctor, they probably would have caught the abnormal cells. They would have needed to do cryo-freezing or a leap procedure, you know, remove a part of my cervix. And that would have been it. But I wasn't getting screened. So I fell through the cracks. And by the time I got in, they consider my cases catching it early. And and it is on paper, statistically. For me, that's not good enough because I lost my fertility at such a young age. Um, but, But really, it is one of those things where, so people get caught up on the sex part of it. And they are like, oh, well, that's not going to happen to me. That wouldn't happen to my kids. Mm -hmm. Well, unless you know the history of your kids, future partners, and all this other stuff, and who they've been with, and who they've been with, and that whole domino effect, you you can't say that. You know, when people are asking about the vaccine, why is it from 9 to 26 with them really recommending 11 and 12? It's because younger people are having sex more and more and the vaccine works best if it protects you before you are exposed to cervical cancer Mm. or before you're exposed to HPV. Wow. This is eye-opening. You know, it's like, you know, this is not something I wanted to be known for. Right, (laughs) right. When you're like... (laughs) thinking about your goals in life and who yeah. you are, what you do, what you want to be known for, this this wasn't it. Um, but who, sometimes you didn't get a choice in that. And so I didn't want to talk about this. I actually tried to forget it and put it all behind me. But I kept feeling this tug yes. to speak out about it. And sometimes you just can't ignore those things. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps because what you just hit on, Sean just came across a quote this morning. I think it was like by accident, right? It says, pay attention to what we go through because it can be calling a calling to your life. Ooh. I I need that. Y'all got to send that to me. (laughs) I literally wrote it down here because I was just thinking how, you know, you started this organization because of this situation. This is, you've you've been called to do this mm-hmm. right and it came out of a an adverse situation right it could and and this is actually tailored who you are right now right a part of it and and i've um, met people from around the world you know just prior to talking to you all i was talking to people from new york honduras you know someone sent us they they bought our t one of our t-shirts and they're like hello from slovenia <laughs> wow <laughs> like how did they find this right wow. how did they find this what connect what connected with them you know why do they want to call themselves a survivor how we spell it c-r-v-i-v-o-r you know yes and it has created this global community of people mm. who have the same shared experience and they 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 want the support and they want to use their story for change and it's very humbling it's you know mm. i'm proud of it i'm very very proud of it and you know does it change the hurt that I felt because of it? Right. No. No. But exactly. it makes yeah. it better. Yeah, exactly. It hurts a little less. It hurts a lot less. 
um, because I get to help these people. Because they help me. I always tell people, like, I started it for selfish reasons because I didn't want to be the only one. (laughs) And I I never lie about that. People are like, you know, because we're this group of students from Spain. A group of students from a university in Spain, they reached out. They were like, we want to interview you. I was like, we have Spanish-speaking advocates. I can get them. They're like, you can bring them too, but we want to interview you. We want to know why you started (laughs) it. I mean, I am to this day, I've been doing this now for years. I am blown Mm. away by that. Um, wow. but I literally like started this cause I didn't want to be the only one and I'm doing air quotes that had this type of cancer. Right. And I don't but hide that. You, yeah. you, you're also helping people have hard conversations. Right? Yes. And, and I think that culturally, I know number one, that's hard for us to have these mm-hmm. hard conversations sometimes. Right. So to have someone be well-versed mm-hmm. in, in an area where you know nothing about. It's like taboo. right you almost feel like wow this person is making it a little bit easier for me Mm -hmm. right so let me just jump on their energy as well to help make this a little bit easier right right? and um i think people will always seek you know a calming voice um like yours to help them through yeah so i know we talked about the number one myth are there any other myths that we should be aware of you know that it's an easy cancer it's not um no cancer is easy. When you hear those words, you have cancer, you automatically think, am I going to die? Like that's, yeah. it doesn't matter how strong you are, you, your mortality comes to the forefront of your thoughts. Yeah. And it's not easy. There are people who die from this cancer and they die horrible deaths. There are yeah. people like me who have overall minimal issues. Um, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, all the chemotherapy. We had a young age, so there's probably going to be some heart issues, the lymphedema, the swelling, the bone loss. Like, I don't even count mm. that stuff, right? So overall, mm. I'm doing well. But there are people who, they're basically gutted from the inside out. Instead of having internal organs, like a bladder, an anus, they have those things removed and they have ostomies, bags to collect their urine and their feces. And there are a lot of people who live like that. And they have gone on to live good lives but it doesn't mean that their lives aren't challenged and so you can't look at people who've had cervical cancer and necessarily see what they've been through like if if someone saw me naked I have a scar from my belly button to my vaginal lips and you can see every single staple that held me together after my surgery and there's over a hundred staples you can see the imprint of every single staple Um, I don't have a straight butt crack because I had really bad radiation burns and you know, I will tell you that was not a fun experience. I mm. said goodbye to my best friend and my mother in the hospital because the pain was so bad and I did not think that I was going to make it. And Oof. what I've endured um, compared to a lot of the people in our community is nothing compared to what they've endured, right? And it doesn't mm. mean that I'm minimizing what I went through. I'm just right. saying overall compared to what they've gone through. I mean, there are people in other parts of the world where this is even a bigger issue where they have tumors that are protruding out of them and they're just rotting away in their huts or where they live. Oh. There are places, you know, for example, in Rwanda, they don't have radiation, so they'd have to travel to Kenya if they could even afford it. And, you know, hopefully the one machine that's in that one country is working. 
you know? Um, So no one, especially in the United States, should be dying of cervical cancer, yet people still are. And, And there's a misnomer that it's only people of color or people of certain social economic status, but there are people who are in middle-class households, wealthy households, celebrities that die from cervical cancer, and it all stems from basically them not getting screened or following up. And I will say there are a lot of people who look like us who don't follow up. Um, They get a diagnosis and they think, oh, I can deal with it this way or it'll just go away. And that's when things are amplified because by the time they found it, that's when those cells are probably just going crazy in your body. And so it's not the time to turn away. And if you don't have the wherewithal to deal with it, you know, you have to find someone. And if you don't have someone, you have to come to someone like me or someone Mm -hmm. in our community to help you through it. Right. Wow. So there's some takeaways from here. Yeah. Screening is is paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there are advocates in your community. You just some, sometimes people don't even know where to look. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually is going to lead me to one of my other questions: Where 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 can we find you? Where can people? Well, we know where to find you. Yeah. Where can so people find for you? me, people can go to my <laughs> website tamikafelder.com. T a m i k a f is in Frank e l d e r, or they can go to survivors c e r v i v o r dot org. And mm-hmm. we've got stories from around the world there. We've got a YouTube channel. Um, we, we have a lot of great information there. And yeah. ask questions. You know, yeah. people, I will tell you, people like to send me photos. If you send me a photo, at least, I'm like, you got to give a lady a warning first. <laughs> <laughs> but, and you know, my girlfriends always laugh at it because growing up, I was always known as the secret keeper, right? Like, and I was like, I have all these, like, people send me very, like, can you look at this? I'm like, I'm not a doctor. They trust you. But I think you should go to the doctor. <laughs> and I was like, wow. You're a trusted source. They yes, really they feel trust comfortable you. with me. Um, That's a blessing. And it is. It is. Which is, But, you know, I will tell you. So I'm definitely an empath, right? Like, I soak up things and energy like a sponge. So I'm very careful about my energy. And mm-hmm. as much as I talk about taking care of yourself, I was taking care of so many people that I wasn't taking care of myself. And mm. my doctor, whenever I tell people this, they're like, your doctor, ooh. And I was like, no, my doctor helped save my life. And my doctor keeps it 100 with me. She was like, we saved your life. We don't want you to die of a heart attack or a stroke or whatever. Yeah. You've got to get your life together. Mm-hmm. And I kept trying to get my life together, but I travel so much. And I, when I travel, I like to eat good food. If I'm in Texas, I want to eat all the good food in Texas. If I'm in Switzerland, I want to eat my way through Switzerland. You know, I want to do those things, right? But, you know, yeah. those things catch up with you, right? And, yeah. the, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to be overweight, but what a lot of people didn't know, January of last year, I could barely walk, Right. I was going in the grocery store and using the cart as almost like a cane, right? Like before I would just give the cart to my stepdaughter or somebody, now I need the cart, right? And so my quality of life was not good January of last Mm. year. 
And I've been one of those people always trying to take care of myself forever. Taking care of everybody mm-hmm. else, preaching about going to the doctor, making sure you take care of yourself from the rooter to the tutor. And I yeah. wasn't doing it. And it was all catching up with me. And so I've really learned if I truly want to take care of these people and continue this message, I got to take yes. care of myself yes. first. Right. As they say, that's right. That's right. You put your oxygen mask on first. Yep. That's right. To make it, you, you pivoted right to the last part here that I think, you know, I, I love talking about the fitness, mm-hmm. of course. And um, one thing that you said today that Nadia and I, <clears throat> it was in a post that you put up today and uh, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it was about your non-scale <laughs> victory. Because I'm which, so mad at the scale. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but Tamika. No, though, that but, was, it was profound this because is, this is, sorry, I get, I'm getting really excited. This is what we talk to our members every like this is this is what our focus is always on is the non-scale victories because so many times people focus on the scale they get discouraged you know you can be on that scale a million times yeah. a day and it cannot move but you may have other things that you can be proud know, of but we're so obsessed with that scale <laughs> we are you know and, and you may you may have to wean your way wean away using the oh, scale and just the take the batteries out of the scale. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, one day I will, too, I guess I'm telling it now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. I have been on my, like, my, this, like, calling my friend. She was like, girl, you are changing in front of our eyes, obviously, you know, through photos, because I haven't seen this in Georgia. She's just like, you're changing every time you post Absolutely. a photo. You are. And I'm like, you are. But why isn't the scale moving mm-hmm. more? Because I'm working hard. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and, I, and I want, we want to encourage you. And, and for, for those who are listening, non scale victories are those wins mm-hmm. that aren't reflected in the scale. Mm-hmm. It's the, like, like to make a post it, it's wearing the boots, getting mm-hmm. it zipped up, it's, it's seeing your Fitbit yes. watch. Uh, the band, yep. right? Go to another loop. It's seeing your belt, right? You now have to bore a new hole. Yeah. Or hopefully you don't. I have pants yeah. that are falling uh, but... off. Like I have my little, you know, every, yes. you got the little shorts that you wear around the house. They, I had to throw them away yeah. yesterday. <laughs> Woo! That is that is awesome. And appreciating those small victories mm-hmm. because they give you fire each and every day. And like how you, you know, encourage people to just do the simple things. Yeah. Right. We want to we want to just send a little bit of encouragement to you, Tamika, too. Right. Is appreciate Thank those you. non-scale victories. Keep working hard at it. Yep. And even when you are faced with uh, lemon pepper chicken <laughs> <Yeah>. or... or <laughs> And I didn't have any tacos for Taco Tuesday. I didn't have a margarita because I'm I got goals. And you do you know what my biggest non-scale victory though that I haven't shared? I feel so good. I didn't realize until literally recently, and I mean like in the last few days. I used to wake up with a headache all the time. And I used to think, oh, it's because I only sleep for a couple hours because I'm a night owl. I'm working, doing whatever. I'm traveling. I'm in different time zones. No, it's because my high blood pressure was out of control, right? That's why I didn't feel good. I was tired all the time, you know, and, and I'm not some person that hates myself, right? So people are always like, oh, don't be too hard. I'm like, I don't hate myself. I was like, but I don't want to yeah. be on this medication. My doctor literally told me my pancreas was going to wear out if I didn't get off some of this medication. She was like, you cannot be on this and have a good quality of life mm-hmm. for 
a, a, a good long time, which again, get yeah. yourself a good doctor. If you're able, you don't have a doctor that's right with you and you can switch, do it. A good doctor will change your life. Um, you know, I was going on stages and could, you know, I put it all on the stage. I give everything, but I also was running out of breath. Right. Mm. And so this, this time has been great. I tell people all the time, this is not easy. I see why people give up. I see why it's taken me all these years to do this, but it's so mm-hmm. worth it. Cause I feel so like, I feel good. That is it. That is, that is the, the key right. You there. should see him smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's so I, proud. I, I am, I am. Because that's what we want people yeah, to feel. Absolutely. Right. And, that, and I think that is a missed thing, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're always after that. Um, the pounds, right, coming off. But we just sometimes forget that we're doing this to feel good. Mm-hmm. I work out so I can feel good and so I don't strangle my kids, <laughs> right? So it's for their safety and it's for me there, to feel good, right? There's but, these little things <laughs> that have happened. Like I was in the grocery store and my husband had the shopping cart. He was like, did you realize you didn't ask for the shopping cart? I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh. Then, wow. you know, when I walk up the steps and I do, I can't explain, like the one step kind of scoot thing at a time because my knees and feet are so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just walking up the steps. I mean, I literally would dread walking up and down the steps. Dread it. Uh-huh. And now I'm just, you know, walking up without any pain. Without, without thinking pain. about That's it. What yeah. it is. So like even with the the, the watch thing, I didn't even think about it. I woke up, I put my watch on, and at some point I was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> this is on, wait, not one notch over, two, three notches over. Like, when did that happen? Wow. Wow. But I was so wow. fixated on hey, the scale the that I was missing yeah. all this other stuff. Yeah. I had stopped wearing not, heels not and it wasn't because I was getting older. It was because it was too bad on my knees, too much weight, all this other stuff. And I just mm-hmm. said, let me put these on. Let me see. Let me see something. <laughs> I was like a kid in a candy store. I literally could not believe. Then I was like, okay, let me see if I can walk in it. Cause that's going to be the real test. Right. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. fancy foot free walking around. Like, you know, <laughs> That's why I said people ain't going to do nothing with me. <laughs> you are going to have a fantastic summer. And this is yeah. just the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, and thank you for sharing, you know, your your information, you, who you, you are. Yeah. Your story. I, you know, because I, I think everybody has a voice. And I think somebody listening will hopefully take action. And that's mm-hmm. what we want. And uh, I'm gonna, I have four quick okay. questions for you, real quick. And I just want you to choose one or the other. Smoothie or slushy? Slushy. Slushy, okay. Tea or coffee? Ooh, I love tea, but coffee lately. That energy. (laughs) Okay. Biking or walking? Walking, for sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Reality TV or documentaries? That's a hard one. (laughs) But after the Real Housewives of Atlanta the other night, I'm going to say reality TV, baby. I will not confirm that I watched that at all. I will close my eyes and I will not confirm a thing. All the husbands have watched this show. You don't have to confirm or deny. I already know. Okay, right, right. right. Uh, 
Oh, that is hilarious. Um, you know, it's, 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 no, are, you, are you blushing? We all were after that episode. <laughs> it took forever. We were counting down to the episode, but once we got there, we were like, okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tamika, I'm high-fiving you right now. I'm Listen, we're in a pandemic. We need to get our entertainment from somewhere. <laughs> well, listen, Tamika, I, I, we appreciate you oh, taking the time, awesome. you talking with us. And um, for everyone listening, remember TamikaFelder.com and Survivor with a C, C-E-R-V-I-V-O-R.com. Uh, is dot, dot com, right, or org? Dot org. org. Yeah. Uh, and I'll put those in, in the notes so that people can, can reach out to you if they have questions. Yep. Uh, and again, this is if you have those conversate those questions that are hard, you know, this is someone who can answer it for you Absolutely. and guide you in the right direction. And uh, that's what we want. We yep. want to connect the dots. So Tamika, thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is episode 26 uh, with Tamika Felder and uh, just sharing some information with you that we hope you will take as an action item for yourself, if, if applicable, for ladies. And for guys, you're just a little bit more educated. Uh, and that's what we want to do in this podcast. So you're thank you, Tamika. This was thank great. You, Tamika. Until next time. Thank you, thank you, thank okay, you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.